Good morning, everyone. I don't know about you, but when I'm putting in work, I need a good cup of coffee to help me get through the rest of my daily adventure. This is Coffee Break, a bi-weekly recap episode getting into the heads of players and the characters, discussing what they just encountered in the previous week. So sit back, sit some good brew, and enjoy. Welcome to Coffee Break for episode number five. Today, we are going to talk about taking the job with Onyx. Mm. But first, we're going to go around the table and announce who's here. So I'm Josh, the host of Coffee Break. Anthony, the DM. Derek, I play Blake. Thomas, I play Iceberg. And I'm Joshua, I play Kaladin. So just to recap kind of what happened in this episode, the bullet points are that you guys visited a pawn shop. Mm. Went into the sewer, got into a little fight there, went to the black market, met Onyx, and accepted the job that he was offering you. You guys then got out, realized you stank, took a bath, and (laughs) then you were headed to the bank to do some reconnaissance. Reconnaissance. Yes. So, general question for y'all. So, after all that job hunting, because you guys looked at job boards and... Um, try to figure out how you can get some extra cash. You finally landed a job, and you got your hands a little dirty. Well, they're pretty dirty all over, actually. But uh, are you liking the job so far? And how is your character liking the job with Onyx? Mm. Took the took the job that wasn't on the board. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't seem like we had much of an option, but I really yeah. enjoy the the Onyx job. I think I think the the authority he speaks with um, struck a chord for for Blake. So having a mission to accomplish. Hmm. Yeah. That all came down to Finn because when I, when I listened back to it, it was like quite a long role play outside the pawn shop Mm -hmm. and, you know, mainly back and forth between Thalonil and Kaladin. And it, it almost ended with, Okay, you guys go do your thing. I'm going to go do my thing. And then, like, in the ninth inning, somebody says to Finn, well, do you yeah. Do, yeah, do you want to go see Onyx? And he's like, I do. And he's like, all right, let's go. It's my, <laughs> it's my, it's, it's Kaladin's, like, incessant desire for the whole group to be on board. But you, you guys were, like, a breath away from not doing it and going to do some evictions mm-hmm. and the quiet quill and, yeah. And then last second. You guys went into the sewers. Mm-hmm. The way it seemed to me was that Kaladin checked in with each person, right? To say, hey, can we go do this? Because um, he talked to Blake and... Identify each person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone, everyone, but... Uh, <laughs> it, intentionally Most so. people <laughs> had a, a vote. Uh, so let's let's start there with Thalano. Every creature with skin, not fur, got checked in. <laughs> <laughs> every creature with fur, not all over their body. Skin privilege, mm. not Thalano. <laughs> <laughs> so Thalano, it seemed to me that while Thalano was in the shop, y'all were having like a little, um, what's the right word, like a mutiny. Not that he's a leader, but you know what I'm saying. He was kind of leading this but mission. That's, but honestly, honestly, it was kind of a mutiny because for a while Thalano was leading. So, and I, I think part of it is just uh, Kaladin realizing I wouldn't let some random dude mm. that I just met lead how this plays out for me or in particular my friends. 
So part of it was trying to take ownership of what the next step is. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, and I, I think this is an important distinction. It wasn't a middle finger to Thalonel as much as it was a, like just taking back and trying to play Kaladin the way I think it would, he would actually play that situation. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I think Blake was really happy. We we're finally giving a middle finger to Kalano or Thalano at the moment. <laughs> was really good with it. <laughs> That's how Blake interpreted it, though. Like, fuck, we're done with this guy? In a Hell way, yeah. yeah. Let's break up this relationship. <laughs> and then not only were you not done with him, but you went into a confined space underground. Had to go into a sewer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan of that. Mm. Least favorite setting with your least favorite person. Mm-hmm. That was a good day. Great day. Yeah, good day. It's a lot of sacrifice. Hmm. Yeah, you guys kind of came away from that little mutiny, decided to leave him behind, and then what happened? He talked to you guys, and by the end of it, Kaladin was asking each person if they were on board, and they were all like, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's stay together with Kalanil Cal- uh, for a little while longer. So yeah, I think I think Kalanil knew the, the buttons to push to get mm. certain people to do things. For me, it was... Um, the idea of like telling Tucker we would take care of his family for Finn, it was the black line for Kaladin, it was his mom, and he would always poke and prod at those mm. things to get us to follow his path. Yeah, like you don't care about Tucker, you right. don't care about Tucker. And then I think Dalano got the got the hint about the black line and the the Finn thing. So I just think I think the is so friggin' manipulative. What a what a great <laughs> what a great antagonist. Because <laughs> <a great> <laughs> Fan had initially brought that up back in the barn at the Tugby's, right? To yeah. Fen. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess that one all just like was like, Oh yeah, this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But that that felt like I don't know, to Berg who was more listening to the conversation, that felt like the big turning point when you were like do you want to follow this lead for the black line? And Fen kind of like paused and was like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I think it's hard because uh, we have enough strong personalities, even in our group, that uh, whether it be Scott or Fen, like making sure whatever voice is heard. So I think that's a value of Kaladin, that making sure that there's... Mm each voice in the party that he sees as in the party, which is important. Super important. Um, it has a voice in the decisions that we make. Mm-hmm. For Kaladin himself, it's. I wondered, because it seemed to me there was like this turning point where what made you decide, hey, we're going to split off from Thalonil was kind of like, we're going to chase down my dad, not my mom. When did that come about? Was that kind of new in this episode? And was there more that kind of went into that decision that, hey, actually my dad's the more important one? Um, I guess it was new in that episode. And I think it probably came out of reflecting on the previous episode. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. And realizing like the first thing I need to do is shift and reorient instead of just following a guy around. If it's true, the person who would know would be my dad. So there's also the reality that I haven't seen my dad since all this stuff went down. There's also the reality that I know he went into the Wasted Moors. Um, so there's like, uh, there's probably like some subversive 
deep-seated like i wonder if he's alive but then also like if this stuff is true he needs to be the one that so yeah it was it was new in the episode but i think the a growing like yeah Kaladin wouldn't he wouldn't just go hmm. and say yes sir um to someone that is not his commander <laughs> it wasn't or, even a necessarily like a different end it was just different means to the end right because he was yeah. still trying to find his mom it was just instead of going the thalonil onyx route he's going to go the his dad wherever he is route mm-hmm. but i wonder too um well i think some of it too is like kaladin being a tactician a strategist realizing that there actually may be multiple leads to this and we're in communication with thalonil so we could actually split up, search multiple leads, and then figure out mm. uh, and stay in communication mm. with each other. Uh, yeah, and that was how you presented it to Thalonil, which I thought was actually pretty brilliant. And the fact that Thalonil kind of dodged that and presented his own arguments um, seemed to me like kind of a sign that he was dead set on keeping you guys together mm-hmm. for some reason. And was there an ulterior motive? I don't know. But what you suggested was actually really smart, um, but he didn't want to be deterred for some reason. Sure. I mean, he was deterred in all the other situations, you know, because he's a... Lots of deterrence in the sewers. Yeah. hey oh, It's a poop joke, guys. <laughs> Lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> well, let's just float on down to the next conversation. Go, but uh, Yeah, so you guys go to the sewer. <laughs> you guys get to the black market. Um, I was curious that you guys didn't spend quite as much time in the black market, but there was all kind of interesting things going on there, such as someone giving away free blood. What was that about? (laughs) (laughs) And why did you take so much of it? (laughs) I took all of it. I took all of it because it was free. 24 vials. I take six. Kaladin is that guy at the grocery store when there's like free samples. He he, he does a loop and he puts his hat backwards and he's like, oh, I'd love to try some of that bricotta. And then he goes another loop and he turns his shirt backwards. He's like, oh my God, yes. Does it come with tomato sauce too? I'd love to take a sample. And the the clerk the whole time is just like, just take them. (laughs) I know it's you. I know it's you. I can be done with my job once they're all gone. Just take them all. Yeah. Done for the day. Uh, okay, you... honestly though, my thought process was this stuff seems to be the stuff that Finn is chasing. Okay. The more we have, the more information we have. And I have a bag of holding. So when I take it, I'm putting it literally in another dimension. So in terms of like traceability or what it can do, my thought was it's not anywhere near us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was super funny listening back because like, Finn sees the blood. Calda notices that Finn sees the blood. <laughs> He's like, yo, Finn, let's go look at this. So then Finn walks over reluctantly. Reluctantly. And Calden's like, take some. <laughs> take some. You won't. You won't do it. You He's won't like, take okay, it. I, I grab some. And Calden's like, I'll grab it all. <laughs> <laughs> Once Finn's hand doesn't get chopped off, reach in and grab it. Read, Calden's read like, oh, room. you can't take room. it. Cool. Read I'll have room. it all. <laughs> I mean, nobody else is lining up to get it. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, what could, what could possibly go wrong <laughs> with twenty four vials, 24 of, vials blood. of random? I think it's more than that. Actually, and I think Finn has some too. Yeah, it's it's thir- what twenty four plus, so it's thirty. Because Finn yeah, had I si- so. Finn, uh, I think I can't remember. Yeah, twenty four How do we come along the like six? Like someone just suggested that. Josh <laughs> did or Calden did. I grabbed six. 
I don't know. I, I don't grab remember. six more. I grab another six. <laughs> I, want, I want six more. Is there more? <laughs> it's like, that's all of it. It's all gone. It's all gone. I love the Instagram post for that. It's so good. I think it's, I, Free I have a, I have a little uh, note in Apple uh-huh. that tracks what's in my bag of holding. I know. Cause I get updates every time you shared it with me. And, uh, I, <laughs> I have. When you look at the list, it's just a ridiculous list of stuff that's <laughs> sitting in my bag. Shrigget's head and 24 good, vials of blood. Yeah. You might want to check on that head. It's it's probably pretty Yeah, you might pretty not, ripe. You might not that, want that nudging up against the rest of your stuff. <laughs> if you could smell the inside of your bag of holding. Oh, my God. We have two heads in there now, though. Oh, no, we don't. Uh, no, just that, Shrigget's head. Yeah, just Shrigget. So, Shrigget, that's somebody pre-podcast, right? So... Get, fill us in about Shrigget and who are they? I, I can do it really quick. There's a faction called the Unseen. Okay. And there's different uh, chapters in different cities. Mm-hmm. And Shrigget, no H. Oh. Shrigget. Shrigget. <laughs> We're not good with names. It's Shrigget. It's Shrigget. 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 She was the leader of the Kagostigian okay. uh, Unseen chapter. Okay. And they uh, what they ended up going to a city called Gale Hall and saw her there and they killed her, took her head, and put it in the bag of holding. Gotcha. So that's where the shrigget comes from. Your she is shrigget. Uh, shrigget. She was also the lover of one of the people in our party, but we don't have to go into that. Yeah. What? Is that why you want to keep her close? Arugula. Arugula thought they were in love, but oh, uh, she uh, had nothing to do with him. There's a lot of things Arugula thought. She burned his advances. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening, arugula is dead. Arugula lays on top of Shrigget. Sh- <laughs> oh, Lord. They, they've been united in eternity. Oh, in the plane of balance. They went to the same place. Ooh. Find out. Wow. See Find the, out next time, See Mom. the fanfic on that one. The plane of balance. <laughs> yeah, that was... I think it's interesting. And you played it super well with Kaladin and the blood to revert back to that conversation um, get us on track that's a scary thought the... Thomas getting us on track <laughs> <laughs> we've strayed real far but, but it, like thinking that the bag of holding is going to keep you from being able to see anything um, or pe- people being able to like detect the blood utilize magic to find the blood like all that stuff like Kaladin wouldn't necessarily know the kind of intricacies and details of what magic can actually do mm. and the fact that you're playing it off is like oh yeah this is completely safe is it's perfect yeah <laughs> sounds about right for what you know uh, what could go wrong guys but it also sounds like that joshua feels like it's pretty safe right um i mean you never know uh but i i think based on mechanics of D that i understand uh-huh. that it's safe okay so uh can't scry across dimension tom so Quit making that face. that's my <laughs> it seems like we have some other ideas here maybe might want to read the spell <laughs> oh, let's read the spell on Pull the air. up the SDR and read the spell. <laughs> you can talk about something else. <laughs> Fade to black. Come back. Are, do we have another question? Or, oh yeah, what's? Uh yeah yeah sure. Dude, um, Tom, Thomas is. Did, he's yeah, moving, wow. he's moving, me, moving us on here. Let's get back on track. Let's get to the next question. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking okay. about uh, this season, not the last season. <laughs> Come on, guys, get with the program. Uh, was there anything that? Uh, well, Thomas, your character, you spent more time in the black market than everyone because you didn't go in with Onyx. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, did you encounter anything of note? Uh, what did you think of the black market? Yeah, th so the big reason Iceberg didn't go in. Yeah, why didn't he go in? Because the guy was going to make him give up his staff and all of his, and basically all of his innate magical abilities, his family, the whole like, um, yeah, but basically like his whole family line kind of comes and is utilized through his totem of, it's like the totem uh, of the Slur of Ast. Okay. So, He's not gonna. He's not gonna part with that. I see. Um, and he's not just gonna choose to. Oh yeah. Whether, didn't go in. Whether he would have gotten it back or not, he's mm -hmm. not gonna take that gamble or take that risk. Gotcha. Because um, he's also not like super strong, where he could, without that, just, you know, beat someone up to get it back, or he probably wouldn't. Gotcha. Um, that unarmed strike isn't super great, is it's it? It's actually zero hit points, <laughs> even if I hit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll take a while. You would, uh, you would like crack a knuckle or like break a <laughs> possibly hurt yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. Di just die of exhaustion from punching. <laughs> I feel good. I actually sock think and boppers. True for Sock and boppers. Wow, there's a throwback. <laughs> sock and boppers. Sock and boppers. More fun than a, a pillow, pillow fight. <laughs> What's true well, for Kaladin? That just <laughs> that just happened. I'm I'm actually looking right now, but I wonder. I think my damage on unarmed shark is nothing. Is your strength and yeah, be, if your strength is minus one, then it might be. Yep. Your strength Zero. is a is a, a fighter what's your, with what's a your minus score. Uh, it's minus one. No, the the total score for strength nine, eight, 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 because nine would still be no nine would be a negative one. Nine's negative yeah. one. Eight's yeah. negative math's one. hard, guys. The DM guys, I know my mechanics. Um. <laughs> But as far to as far as what Berg thought about, because he, he wasn't going in because he wasn't giving up his staff, mm -hmm. um, he was more interested in figuring out if there was any way he could discreetly, like, I guess, make some sort of evil not happen. I thought the same thing. So the thi and there wasn't like things that he could really do without making a scene. Like there was the dude with imps under the table. Mm -hmm. Probably can't free the imps without like give give the imp a sock or okay. whatever uh. it was. <laughs> it would be it would be a good turn of events for a character you play to care about an imp. <laughs> yeah, that See, Zing. that, that would have been funny. Um, also, the, would unleashing the imps really con be context? Good, my my previous yeah right. <laughs> my previous character pretty much killed every imp we came in contact with. Uh, <laughs> We'd be like, we asked the imp a question. Eldridge blast. That imp would have loved to have given you a lot of secrets, but he's dead now. So yeah. we'll move on. Next room in the dungeon. And the, I think that Erdo revived him, and then he got killed again. But anyways, um, the other so the thing that Berg kind of settled on was. He, and he didn't have the cubes to like buy anything. He didn't have okay. like he found out that gold was worthless there, mm. um, which he, honestly he did. He he thought at that point in time he thought that he had a lot of gold, be having three gold and one silver. But wow. um, <laughs> an the 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 reality was the only thing he thought he could manipulate was the poison, and it was poison of paralysis and poison of death. And so he was like, okay, yeah, let's let's get rid of that and just pour that junk out. Um, but the shape water wasn't strong enough to do it, so he wasn't going to try to. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
he found out it was a shady place. <laughs> Which was apparent <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> He's just discovering the world. Um, uh, uh, one more question for you about why he didn't go in with the party to Onyx. Um, <clears throat> do you feel like that those moments... It seems to me like those moments contribute to this feeling that he's not really part of the party. You know what I mean? So is that something that when you played that moment that you were sort of weighing, you know, I know it seemed for you like it was a no brainer because of the totem, but mm -hmm. um, as an outsider looking in, it seems like if you sort of opt out of those moments where important decisions are being made, then um, how can your character still think like, yeah, I'm totally part of this party and you know, I'm, I'm going to go with y'all. I mean, he's never really included in those kind of like in-party conversations or like in-party decisions. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, Berg's really observing the party and helping how he can and kind of keeping things that he sees as like not being that wise or uh, withholding information that shouldn't be withheld. Mm -hmm. Like he'll kind of interject or step in. But at the, for the most part, he's just trying to like observe and see, okay, where do I actually fit into helping this group bring balance and bring light? But okay, um, so I don't think he sees himself as like he he sees himself that he's trying to help, but he doesn't necessarily see himself as needing to be like a part of the party. But he's not going to say that he's not because that's just going to if he comes up and is just like, oh yeah, I'm just a bystander, or observation, or like in a fight, the whole thing with like Thalonel, which was their his first interaction with the group, and like, oh, why didn't you fight? And that, so he's like, okay, I need to do things and like be a part of this. I can't just observe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. He doesn't see himself as like an executor in the party, but he still wants to assist. That's what I heard you say. Yeah, more or less. As as long as that's going towards what he knows as good and balanced. Gotcha. And how's that working for you so Not far? great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Just checking in about that. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Onyx. So we go into Onyx. We had actually some positive comments earlier in this coffee break about Onyx. Uh, what'd you think? All that Southern hospitality, you know. Hmm? <clears throat> yes. Wow. <laughs> Molasses. Molasses. <laughs> Is that how you get into molasses. character yeah. molasses. molasses. Well, molasses. well, hello, boys. <laughs> hello, boys. Come on, take a seat. Why don't you have a <laughs> seat? Load off. You want some? Uh, you want a beverage? <laughs> Can I offer you some warm milk? Yeah, no, big, big fan of big fan of Onyx. As a, as it's a much a better PC. southern voice than the last. Than the last great orc we ran into yeah. at the tavern. Which both of you had very different accents yeah, for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we sort of like Onyx, or what? It, first impressions. Let's just do that. First impressions of Onyx. Oh, he's a cool character. He's a cool guy. Yeah, I like the character. I mean, I don't know that I trust the character, but I like the character. Um, although Onyx seems to be pretty straightforward, though. Mm -hmm. um, you know. You got a job, you got this, I'm going to hold this back. I'm going to, he's very nice, uh, cordial about his um, yeah. douchebaggery, I guess. But, you know, like, he, you know, some of the decisions he makes are, yeah, you're not trying to make friends here. Um, so it's very clear. 
but it's hard to know that. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't deceptive, deceptive at all, though. We're like, where's Tucker? He's like, oh, he's here with me. <laughs> I have him. Yeah, yeah. That's he's, what I'm saying. He's, he's not locked up. He's not yeah. like lying about Why? it. Why? Uh, insurance. So you guys do your job. Oh, oh, cool, cool, cool. Oh, oh, cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, Yeah. Cool, 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 yeah, it was a good character. Fun NPC for sure. I I, th- I, I feel like uh, that's the blood too is interesting because it was like I was asking. That's right. What can you do with blood? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were asking Onyx. Onyx about it. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Uh yeah, uh, it's so interesting to me that you guys trusted him. Um, because I perceived that you guys trusted him. I mean, you guys definitely like you know bantered in the beginning a little bit to kind of test the limits right you know can we bring our weapons in can we you know do this yeah. and he was kind of like hey this is my place this is where you fit into the plan he's like to me he's like the godfather of southern hospitality you know what i'm saying <laughs> the southern godfather is a- yes. yeah i mean it's like we, we didn't really have a, a leg to stand on once we were in there we had no weapons yeah we were surrounded by ogres orcs ogres goliaths, goliaths with big ass swords and axes and stuff and it's just mm-hmm. the five four of us in the middle well five of us with Alan Hill. and but honestly blake if you saw kaladin's unarmed strike <laughs> you're gonna give him a high five <laughs> 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 yeah we so, had we had nothing to go like we had to just yeah. say whatever we could say to get out of there i mean why yeah. argue and fight with the guy when uh-huh. he holds all the cards yep i mean you can attest to this i prepped the whole that whole room. Yeah. I had the um, battle map ready to go. To be a I battle. Didn't, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know how that was going to be an go. execution at that point. I mean, <laughs> you thought you, you guys I can't fight count on anything with y'all anymore. Like, I make a mad dash for my weapons, and it's like, frick. Okay, roll initiative. <laughs> and I didn't want to get caught with my pants down and not have the map ready. So, yeah. you know, spent a night putting that together. Oh, you had a map for that, that room. That yeah, the whole oh, room you never showed them the map? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's the, the, prep this right this there. this I listener is the work all my, uh, all the, the work a good DM does. He <clears throat> preps for the unexpected, or the expected unexpected, or the inevitable. The, the two jobs that you guys were interested in, and you'll never see. No, those we're not there. going back to those. Either. It can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I just thought Onyx was cool. He was straightforward. We need this done. Go do it. We'll release the boy. Then we got rid of Thalonil, so that was a bonus for Blake. So it was like, hell yeah. (laughs) He put himself in jail. You're going to stay? Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Onyx was cool. Yeah, that was an interesting... For for somebody who was so hell-bent on (laughs) manipulating the group to stay together to this end or to go in the direction he's going, Mm -hmm. when it comes to Tucker... He's irrationally, um, he makes some irrational decisions. It's like, yeah, all that other stuff I told you about, doesn't matter. I'm going to stay here with Tucker until I know he's safe. I don't know I'm saying it's not valiant. It's just irrational and not consistent with the rest of the decision-making Thalonil has. There it is. I was what? just going to say Thalonil, not Onyx. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I noticed. I mean, the party too. Obviously, has a heart for um, for what? the tugbees. Please tell me. No. <laughs> Themselves. Do, no. You stop the sentence there. Just... No, 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 no. I mean, do the party... we have a heart? For, <laughs> I don't even know. For the party verdict's still out. Blood. For, for seventy-two vials of blood. Yeah. I have. I do not have a heart for tugby. Okay. 
I don't see myself in him. I uh-huh. don't. All the stuff that characters uh, have felt about sure. Tucker. Okay. I care about Blake. Uh-huh. Blake, Blake cares about Tugby. Yeah. So, Which is such a weird role reversal because I feel like when we were writing Blake, mm-hmm. I would have ima- – like go back to January when we were writing our characters and tell me the situation mm-hmm. and ask me – who would care about the people in poverty and in debt, illegal, like wrongly in debt? I would have said Kaladin. He's the one that has honor and cares about people. Who would who would be the last to care? Uh, well, probably Blake or Arugula, but most likely I would have said Blake. Like I don't know if it was the Blackwood thing. That, that didn't really get it for me. Um, it was just if I were going to flesh out Blake's backstory, he would have been a young boy on his own scavenging and trying to make the most of it and mm-hmm. that's what our interaction with tucker the whole time was was that little scavenger that hunted and sold and did what he needed to do to survive and probably did some things he shouldn't have done and would have people looking for him so it was that side of it that but Blake you connected with about the debt because i didn't because I, then i was <clears throat> invested in the boy at that point and for the boy to be safe he needed the debt to be removed sure i think I think uh, in our, it's our last season, so the listener wouldn't know this. Uh, but if you remember when we walked into that town, um, into Gale Hall, and all of the poor people were put on the outside, right? That was Gale Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arugula cared about that. Mm-hmm. But Kaladin was like, mm-hmm. kept going. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good picture of Kaladin's uh, kind of position when it comes to this. It's like, there are there are going to be moments, particularly interpersonal moments, moments where larger decisions are made, where I will side on the thing that is honorable. But there's also a balanced reality that the poor are always among you kind of flow. Like mm-hmm. this kind of stuff exists in the world and there's nothing I can do about it. I can't stop it. It's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, So if I stopped at every single or had a bleeding heart for every single instance of, or issue... I just don't think that's a, I don't think Kaladin would see that as like a very healthy strategic move for how to move forward in any given circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just noticed that the party had sort of taken to uh, Tucker. And of course, you know, a poor person that you don't know on the outside of a city is different than, you know, the kid who finds himself in, in your party and you, you know, make jokes and you yeah, have no, it was definitely history a personal, and stuff. Personal relationship yes, with Tucker. Definitely. I mean, I was pretty annoyed with Tucker for most of my, the I mean, y'all had a lot of annoyed moments with Tucker. So, so. it was like, <laughs> yeah, whether okay, it be before sure. we started traveling with them, after we started traveling with them, Tucker was a large annoyance. It, it really wasn't until that conversation last episode no, the episode before last, outside of Tucker's um, room. Where he admits kind of what's going four. on. Yeah, where it's like, it's more, for Callan, it's more like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know that it, like, spurred him to, like, drop everything to help mm. him, but it was like, okay, you're just a kid. You're just trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not trying to be intentionally dishonest. Well, yes, you are, but <laughs> anyways. Yeah. So Tucker's wrapped up in why you guys are doing the job, right? Is that kind of... I mean, yeah, I don't think without Tucker, I don't think we go in the sewer. Because um, I wouldn't have, Blake wouldn't have gone in the sewer, period. I don't think without Finn you go in the sewer. I don't think without Tucker you go to the bank. Finn gets you in the sewer. I, I, don't, think know if I, would, I don't know if Blake would have gone into the sewer without Tucker. 
he talked that about wasn't the Tucker. catalyst though the catalyst was kaladin saying to finn do you care about the black on his agak i want to learn more and kaladin's like all right let's go yeah but i, I think blank would have sat that one out i don't know if i mean claustrophobia is a big thing going into a freaking hole in the ground where I don't see we the world around me. Disadvantage or something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a sticky situation because, like, the sewer that would be remind me of the closest thing we've seen to terrain of Bogolo. So I would have been at home in the swamp. But I don't know. I just don't. Early on in our campaign, when we went, came across Holden and there was a f- house on fire and everybody rushed into the basement, Blake's like, nah, fuck that. I'm sitting on the outside of this. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So I'm like, I made you a point that I'm not going down into basements. I'm not going down into the ground um, up to this point. So even the hole in the ground at the first thing, first very first where we met each other was tough. Mm. So okay, so this is a big deal that you went into the sewer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's just as much as seeing blood makes me throw up. <laughs> going into a confined <laughs> space is not something that Blake is about. So <laughs> it was Tucker that was the reason because mm. Dalano was quick to pull that back out of his pocket like but what about the tug beast don't you care about them mm-hmm. you fucking guy can't say anything around here without people <laughs> holding it against me wow well and nobody say that Blake Clark is not a brave and valiant person because that's right he does a lot he does a lot all right guys one final question for this episode um uh first impressions about the bank what do you even know what you're getting into um what and is there a, is there a job a that he could have given you that you would have been like nah or would you have just said yes to whatever it was that he said go do it you know again the thing in the moment we had to say yes to whatever it was I think leaving that we could have gotten out gotten our weapons and moved on but I thought the bank job was look intriguing and fun and okay yeah yeah well, we, I mean we, we'll see I mean I just it's gonna be a cluster I could feel it I just the last time we were near a bank. Uh, it didn't go well, or at least someone from our party was near a bank. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> story, story. <laughs> yeah, Arugula tried to rob a bank because we killed a guy, and he wore that guy's face because he could turn into people. This guy self. This guy self. Mask yeah. many faces. And um, Not masking many faces. He didn't know the password at the time um, to get into the guy's account. He's like, I'll just go up. I'll just go up with the face, and he walks in with the face, and the bank's like, Yeah, okay. What's the password? Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I hit my head recently and suffering. Ruga's like, I click forgot password. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your email address? <laughs> forgot username? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we need some sort of credential. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that was funny. The. Uh, <laughs> Berg, so, the username is Airdam Loves because so, Berg, Berg wasn't in that whole conversation with Onyx, but he basically, as the party comes out and fills him in, they say, "Oh, Onyx has Tucker." So I was like, "Okay." Uh, Thalonil stayed back with him to protect him, so Berg is like, "Okay, the Tucker's in danger again from the past stuff, and now we have to make a deposit." Never been in a bank before, but that sounds fair. And then a couple of random conversations where like, oh, it's a little bit more than a deposit. This is uh, oh, different. because when you asked, um, Erdo said we have to make a deposit. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's how he explained it to you. And the yeah, so basically, 
what happened was the party came out of that situation and Berg was like, okay, well, what happened? Where's Thalonil? Because you go in with Thalonil and then you come out and Thalonil's not with you guys. Right. They're like, he stayed back with Tucker. And I was like, Tucker? What do you mean? I thought Tucker was with mm. his, like, going home. Yeah. Um, and they're like, no, this guy has him and he's having us do a job for him. And I was like, what What job? And mm. Erdo's like, oh, yeah, we have to make a deposit at the bank. Mm-hmm. And Berg's like, okay, I've never been to a bank before, but I guess yes. we can make a deposit. <laughs> yep. Sounds like, you, sounds like you go in as a bunny. <laughs> and yeah, that, that, that well, that, <laughs> going to a bank, I might as well go in as a bunny. Duh. Right, right, right. <laughs> my, my thought be was shake. more, yeah, my, my thought was, okay, I'm going to change into like a bunny, be cute. And someone who's important might like pick me up and be like, okay, who's the, whose owner is this or, or they kill me. And I just <laughs> turn back, turn yeah, back I into think that's me. more like a sure. oh, fucking rodent. <laughs> is it no. called B shape when you go to a rabbit? Wild, Wild shape. shape. Also, bunny you shape. bunny shape, just rodent shape, you know, for whatever your wild shape is an Arctic hare, which is huge. It's not your like little yeah, have you looked them up, bro? They're, they're Dude, big uh, bunnies. Uh, they are massive rabbits. <laughs> then why why does it only have one hit point? Because it's still a freaking rabbit. <laughs> but if you, you, do, do a Google image on an Arctic hare, dude. The, like the people that hunt them are holding them up, and it's like holding up like a three foot long, four like foot long bunny, seventy pound marlin baby or Arctic hare. <laughs> I guess you could do that. Yeah. You but, know, um, oh kind of coming to the end of this conversation, I think uh, Berg. Uh, Thomas has just like really crushed the role play side of the campaign lately. Like he, whether because he's kind of been tricked maybe by the rest of the party to like be separated from conversations Mm -hmm. or it's him choosing not to go into like talk to Onyx and then opt out of that information. I think Thomas has done a really good job of um, like knowing what Berg knows as a, as you know, juxtaposed to what Thomas knows. Yeah. And that's not an easy you know, thing to do in role play to, mm. to know how to like differentiate your knowledge from the player knowledge from character knowledge. It's a yeah. hard thing to do. I think Thomas is mm. really, really worn that well. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good oh. shout out. Yeah. This oh feels. Yeah. Specifically in the conversation in the beginning of this episode with right. Kaladin and Thalanil, the whole idea of it being Kaladin's dad. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, Berg is like, oh, I didn't know that it was your dad. This is the first time I'm Who's hearing about it. Who's your dad? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great example. And, and what a timely compliment. Good job. Sweet. Cool. Well, we're about to see what's going to happen at this bank. At the bank. At the bank. Tune in next time. You have been listening to Coffee Break. This episode is sponsored by Turek Waste Management. They have a big thank you going out to whoever took care of the slimy things in the sewer. They've lost 10 people this last fiscal year, and you have just solved the problem for them. Thank you.